Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. Oh, 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 lady, you. Every but the red and buckaroo. There's a place around the fire for you with Riders in the Sky. So come on and let's ride. This program is dedicated to the memory of Father Lawrence Flynn. And now with the 2,182nd performance of their cataclysmic career, here are Riders in the Sky! All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. How lovely it is to be back among you. And thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold over a million baby chicks on Border Radio. Let me... Take a moment to introduce Riders in the Sky to our saddle pals here in the beautiful Emory Theater. Over here to my left, resplendent in his new canary-colored cowboy shirt. He's too slim. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Ranger Doug. That's right. Slim. That's right. Why is it that you're always wearing yellow these days? Well, uh, Ranger Doug, I'm, I'm wearing yellow for the chickens in our society, for the gutless wimps, the scared silly. I'll wear yellow for the, the guy who's only too happy to let somebody else take the heat. Slim, the, Slim, um, Slim, yes. thank you. Thank you, Slim, thank you. That is a noble sentiment. That's Slim. right. Uh, to my right, he wears fringe and he lives out there too. He's Woody Paul. Woody, Woody. And here's a guy, doesn't never matter what he wears, it's always clean, because he's the idol of American youth, <laughs> Ranger Doug. Thank you for the well-deserved applause. And of course, our orchestra. He's always wearing a smile, because somewhere under that cowboy hat, you can be sure there's a polka going on. Please welcome Joey the Cow Polka King. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. We're going to start things off with Elton Britt's classic Cannonball Yodel. It's the Cannonball Yodel coming down the mountainside. Hear that Cannonball Yodel heading for a prairie ride. She just left the high rockies and she's heading out for butte. Coming out of that tunnel, giving out a yodel too. Wee-oo, wee-oo, dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-
shovel keeps it whistle bright and clear Going 90 miles an hour, I'm a happy engineer It's a cannonball, you'll let it ride in tune today Coming out of that mountain, the singing all the way It's a cannonball yodel coming at you mighty fast Hear it roaring through the canyon, that's her echo she just passed It's a cannonball yodel going up and down the grade A cannonball yodel, it's a mountain serenade Swallows are sure to come back to Capistrano. The mighty King Salmon will come back to spawn, and Riders Radio Theater will return after this award-winning message. Here's concerned parent and pet owner, Too Slim. Howdy, friends. If you're a concerned parent and pet owner like me, you know how hard it is to stretch that food dollar. Yup, kids and pets can really pack it away. But did you know that those hearty appetites can literally drive you to the poorhouse? Not to mention the aggravation of picking and choosing at the supermarket trying to please everybody. Haven't you ever prayed for one single meal that everyone from your goldfish to grandpa would love? Well, your prayers are answered by Deadwood Darlene. It's a revolutionary breakthrough in inexpensive family nutrition, kibbles and bales. <laughs> Finally, a single serving nutritious high fiber meal your kids, your pets, any living thing that needs to eat will love, kibbles and bales. <laughs> Whole grain goodness, real alfalfa fibers, and just to make sure they'll eat it, Deadwood Darlene adds a fistful of pure grease, an inch-thick coating of white sugar, and enough caffeine to light up Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> that bottomless beagle, that orange-haired teenager, even the picky pachyderms at the Cincinnati Zoo love kibbles and bales. Right, Mephisto? <laughs> this much goodness won't fit on any supermarket shelf. Just go to the back entrance of your local mega food, ask for Dwayne, and back up the flatbed. That's kibbles and bales. <laughs> the perfect food for a penny under $10 a ton. Kibbles and bales are fun. Buy the bite or buy the tongue. Down at the end of your trail, it's kibbles and bales. Kibbles and bales, another <laughs> mouth-watering delight from the food division of Deadwood Darling's Prairie Lubricants. But now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Book Bender. Thank you so much. Well, Saddle Pals, it's, it's a big day here in our bunkhouse. We're going to have a birthday party. It's a surprise birthday party. Wow, I love surprises, Ranger Doug. Well, most folks do, Slim. Uh, he doesn't know we have this planned, so folks, please say howdy to our birthday boy. Let's catch him by surprise. It's, it's Side Meat! Whoa. Side Meat! All right. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh, now Happy now. birthday. Happy birthday, Sides and Happy birthday. Oh, golly, I, how in 
the world did you know? Moosh. I'll be a sidewinder sister. I am Joseph Bride. Woody, where's the cake, Woody? The cake? Oh, well, I had it backstage, Ranger Doug, but I ran a quick calculation, and I figured if we lit all those candles, it could cause a firestorm that might vaporize Cincinnati. Boom. And it would make the Yellowstone fire look like a Sunday school weenie roasted. All right, all right, I think we get the point. Moosh. Well, all right. No cake, but we do have a present for you, side me. For me? Yeah, a present? Moosh. There you go. Open her up. Oh, gosh, thanks, fellas. Oh, gosh, it's a... Uh, fine, uh, uh, it's blue, uh, uh, beautiful. You don't, have a, you don't have a cookbook yet, do you? Cookbook, cookbook of course, yeah. a, a cookbook. Right. Just what I well, well, what always you, wanted. Moosh. What are you waiting for, side meat? Open it up and start cooking. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't exactly. Why not? Well, because I can't do, I, I can't do, I, I can't read. Moosh. You, you can't, can't read? No, I never could get a handle on that daggone alphabet. A, D, Z, X. Looks like a bunch of chicken scratching. Moosh. Well, maybe you never tried to learn the alphabet the cowboy way. Moosh. And just take a listen to this. Moosh. A is for the antelope. Moosh. B for buffalo. That makes sense. C is for the cowboy. And D for the doggy slow. Moosh. E is for Eureka. Moosh. F, food gold, of course. Of course. G is for Gene Autry, and H is for my horse. I is for the Indians, J for Jubilee, K for the state of Kansas, and L for Locoee. M is for Montana, N for the new frontier, O is for the Oregon Trail, and P for the pioneer. I think I can do that. Yeah? Can I take a shot at it, Ranger Dog? Go for it, side. Oh. Uh, Q is for a uh, quick draw. Oh. R for rodeo. Oh. S, that'd be the sidekick. Oh. And T for Texas. Oh. <laughs> U's for the state of Utah. That's good. V for varmint dance. Yeah. W is for water. And X for the triple X ranch. Oh. And Y must be for yodel. Oh, this is fun. Oh. And Z's for the bucking bronco that we call the zebra dun. Hey, boys. I can do this. Can I take a shot at the whole thing, Ranger Dun? You bet, sir. Let's see now. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, Varmint Dance, W, X, Y, Zebra Dun. I'm done. Moosh. Let's see, boys. Moosh. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Radio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Ranger Doug original, Sundown in Santa Fe.
Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Video Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 12 of the exciting Western melodrama, Phantom of the Valley. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth, is a wanted man. After being falsely convicted of numerous felonies and sentenced to 10 years in the Hard Rock Penitentiary, he was released on bail pending an appeal of his conviction. He then promptly disappeared off the face of the earth. He is, unbeknownst to anyone, save myself and very faithful listeners like yourselves, suffering from amnesia as a result of falling into an underground cavern that was once the secret hideout of Don Ricardo Proboscis, a legendary 17th century mass crusader for truth, justice, and the caballero way known as the Phantom of the Valley. And if ever Tumbleweed Valley needed such a hero, it is now, because a dark evil cloud has descended on the once peaceful valley in the form of a very big and evil plan from the ace of villains, A. Swinburne Slocum, and his 300-pound doofus, Charlie. Then in our last episode, as part of this evil plan, Slocum turned his sights on acquiring Miss Marm's down-home organic prune ranch. To soften her up, he sent Charlie, disguised in a Ranger Doug mask, to spike her irrigation water with Odie Prune Hawk. Right. One drop of which will draw prune-devouring prune hawks from a radius of a thousand miles. But just as Charlie was about to do the dirty deed, from out of nowhere came the Phantom of the Valley. And with one crack of his mighty bullwhip, he smashed the container of Odie Prune Hawk, and the whole quart <laughs> of the powerful pheromone splashed all over Charlie. Uh-oh is right, for only seconds later, every love star female prune hawk on the planet converged on what they thought was a 300-pound hunk of prune hawk love. To escape them, Charlie crashed into the local Woolworths and drenched himself with gallons of cheap perfume and cologne. The roost worked, the birds left, and Charlie passed out in the street from the fumes. Meanwhile, riders in the sky, thinking Charlie was Ranger Doug, had chased after the phantom, but lost him when he disappeared into the face of the Montgomery Cliffs. And back at Miss Marm's organic down-home prune ranch, the disappointed in love, female prune hawks gorged themselves on her prunes and then returned to whence they came. But not before a U.S. Department of Agriculture agent saw them and phoned in a report to Washington of a gigantic prune hawk population explosion that would leave America pruneless. And now, episode 12, entitled Panic in Sun City. In a conference room deep within the bowels of the White House, a top-secret conference is in progress. The topic under discussion is not oil, not war, not even SNLs. The topic is prunes. And so, unless for some ungodly reason, every prune-hawk prune hawk on this planet has suddenly decided to descend on a small ranch in the Old West. What we have here is a massive prune-hawk population explosion that could leave this country pruneless. Uh, pruneless? Yes, Mr. President. Pruneless. I don't mind telling you I don't like the sound of that. No, no way is this presidency going to preside over a panic in Sun City. Now, I mean it. Okay, fine. Let's have some input on this, input. right? Yes. Let's start with the vice president's views, Dan. Yes, sir, Mr. President. What do you think about this? Uh, this what, sir? This prune thing that, that Bob just told us about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I've been over to tie my shoes when he started talking, and I missed the whole thing. I did too, Bob. Fine, that's fine, that's okay. Bob, would you just go over that prune thing again for the vice president? While our nation's best minds cope with this imaginary crisis, a very real crisis is taking shape on the street in front of the Tumbleweed Valley Woolworths. Here, Charlie lies passed out, and after drenching himself with gallons of cheap perfume to escape the prune hawks, he reeks of odors most vile. Naturally, as with any crisis in Tumbleweed Valley, the calls begin to pour into the office of the High Sheriff. Oh, uh, hello. High Sheriff Drywall speaking here. 
say there's a 300-pound toxic spill in front of the Woolworths. Uh-huh. Stinks to high heaven, huh? Well, you don't want me, Hoss. What you want is the Tumbleweed Valley Sanitation Department. Yep. That number is, uh, let's say, BR549. Okay, goodbye. <clears throat> let's see here now. That's a different line ring. Let's see which one is it. Oh, oh yeah. Listen right here. Hello, Tumbleweed Valley Sanitation Department. Chief Sanitation Potator, uh, I mean, Facilitator uh, Drywall speaking. Uh-huh. Smelly toxic spill in front of the Woolworths, huh? Well, have you called the Sheriff's Department about this? <laughs> What's that? Set up a conference call and get the jurisdictional thing worked out. That's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> I can do it, too. We got a new high-tech communication system here now, and uh, anything is possible, even that. Hold on, I'll get it set up. Let's see here now. I just dial this number in and see. I should do it there. Hello? Our Sheriff Drywall speaking. Oh, uh, hello. This is the Chief Sanitation Facilitator here. Look, Hall, somebody's got to do something about this toxic spill in front of the Woolworths. It's like, say your voice sounds awful familiar. I can say the same thing about you. That's called I am you. I know. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm talking to myself. You sure are. Bounce them up with a satellite to boot. <laughs> Picture, if you will, a vast empty space between two ears. The drywall zone. Meanwhile, riders in the sky, minus Ranger Doug, are still at the face of the Montgomery Cliffs, trying to figure out how the phantom whom they were chasing disappeared. Oh, where'd that sidewinder get to? Oh, gosh, there must be a crack in these rocks that we just can't see. If only Ranger Doug were here, he could throw out a sonic yodel that would find it in a hurry, I betcha. Yeah. Gee, I sure do miss Ranger Doug. Me too, Slim. No, oh, me too, Slim. You Woody Paul. I think this phantom stuff's getting to you. Boy, something sure is. Oh, boy, this ain't getting us nowhere. I say we head back to Miss Marm's and see if we can pick up Ranger Doug's trail. Oh, great idea, side meat. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I thought as much. Oh, let's ride. Oh. Hey, get up there. Now it's <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the bowels of the White House. Oh, as I was saying, a massive prunock population explosion could leave this country prunus. I Thank say prunus. Again, okay, good, fine. Got the picture now, Danny? Uh, absolutely, sir. Good, fine. Then let's get some input. How do you think the polls will react to this, Dan? Uh, positively, sir. Positively? Positively, sir. Poland is a swell friend of ours, and if they've got prunes, they'll send them to us. That's what solidarity is all about, sir. Uh, Dano, would you mind running down to the kitchen and getting me a glass of water and a couple of aspirin? That's one water, to aspirin. Uh, no, sir. I mean, yes, sir. I'll be right back. Now then, the prune thing. Yes, yes the, the prune thing. Prune yeah. thing. Yeah. Prune. Uh -huh. While all the president's men continue to strain with the prune crisis, back in Tumbleweed Valley, High Sheriff Drywall has resolved his jurisdictional dispute with himself and is now standing on the curb in front of Woolworths inspecting the 300-pound malodorous lump that lies in the gutter before him. Okay, bring that fork left over here. Yeah, you got it. Right. Yeah, that's good right there. Whoa, boy. Whoa, boy, this stuff stinks. Yeah, Woo! you got that right. Whoa. What is it anyway? I don't know, and I don't want to know. Some things are best that I way. I heard that. Pick it up and get it out of here. Where do you <laughs> want me to take it? Out to the recycling center? Uh-uh. Take that thing right to the dump. Bury it way down deep, and pray to God it don't leach out into the groundwater. You got it. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, riders in the sky have arrived back at Miss Marm's down-home organic pruneless ranch, where they're about to learn of a startling discovery she's just made. Howdy, boys. Have any luck chasing that phantom? Nope. We lost him over by the Montgomery Cliffs. Montgomery Cliffs? <laughs> I thought you boys didn't allow puns around here. Well, we don't normally. I guess that one got biased. Yeah. When Ranger Doug's not around, people get away with murder. Oh, say, uh, what happened to all your prunes, Miss Marm? Well, the darndest thing happened right after you boys lit out after the phantom. Really? What happened? Well, millions of prune hawks swooped in out of nowhere and took af out after who we thought was Ranger Doug. I thought they had spared me, but then here they came again, ate every prune on the place, and then disappeared. Oh, gosh. That must have been every prune hawk on the planet. You normally never see more than one or two of them at a time. I know. It was undoubtedly just some freak occurrence, but it sure wiped me out. Well, well what, what did you mean a minute ago, Miss Marm, when you said they took out after who we thought was Ranger Doug? Because after he was gone, I was over by the irrigation tank, and I found this. Holy cow! It's, it's, it's Ranger Doug's face! No, it's a mask. A mask? Yes, now... What does it tell you, boys? That oh. tells me that oh. Halloween's coming. Oh, yes, golly. I'm going to be Ranger Doug. Well, I'm going to trick or treat and we'll bob for apples and oh, it's going to be... I can't wait. It's, boys, it's, boys, it's a clue. Oh. A clue. Oh, a clue. Speaking of clues, back in the White House Crisis Center, one may have been found. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. So prunes are the roughage thing and there's lots of, you know, Roughage, right? Right, right, yes, There's lots of good, solid sources for the for the roughage thing, right? Yes, Pork rinds, that's good roughage? I never knew that, but that's good to know. Yes, good, very good to know. Gentlemen, thank you. I think we've come up with a clear-cut policy for this administration to take in this matter and that is to just stay out of it and let it take its course. What do you say we celebrate with a six-pack and a big bag of pork rinds? Oh, yes, yes sir. Wonder yeah. Yeah. And then let's turn on the radio and listen to that cowboy show with the animal noises and the yodeling thing and the baby chicks. And I have a meeting over at Justice Department right now. Well, at least we now know just how far you can push yes men. Back in Tumbleweed Valley, an isolated rain shower cools down the county landfill, and as the cooling water percolates down through the tons of garbage, a big blob of toxic waste begins to stir. On the surface, the landfill remains quiet and still, except for the gentle falling rain, until suddenly a hand claws its way out of the filth, followed by an arm, and then another arm joins it, and then with a mighty heat, 300 pounds of toxic doofus powers its way into the light of day. Ah! It's alive, it's mad, and it really stinks. It's a smelly, vile, ecological nightmare, and it's coming to you next week in the concluding chapter of our serial entitled The Incredible Stinking Toxic Monster versus The Phantom of the Valley. It's nose-holding, gut-wrenching, really rank melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming to this, Theater of the Mind. And now, here again, our riders in the sky. Thank you, Texas Vic. Thank you so much. Thank you, folks. Time for our classic of the West. We want to send this out to John E. Oh, how do you say that? Oh, really? Starbits. Is that right? Well, anyway, he sent us a beautiful picture, a beautiful photograph. 
Thank you, John. Thank you so much. This is the King, Woody Paul, to sing Boots and Saddles. Produced and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spin. Production foreman is Campfire Bird. Sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For more information on Riders in the Sky, write to Two Slims Mercantile or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club. <laughs> Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee 37189. For WBXU, the executive producer is JC Doc King. The producer is Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer is Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer is Jay Crawford. The recording director is Gallopin George Zahn. Sound effects honcho is Winchester Jim Springfield. And our stage manager is Solid L. Ron Esposito. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. Shall we saddle them up and ride on this week? But tune in next time, same station next week, for another thrilling episode of Riders Radio Theater. So long, saddle The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. 
For more information on Riders in the Sky, two slims mercantile Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, right to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, White Street, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed, and performed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Production foreman is Campfire Bird. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc Keen, producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft, coordinating producer Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram, chief engineer Jamboree J. Crawford, recording director Galloping George Son, sound effects Honcho Winchester Jim Springville, and the stage manager Solid L. Ron Esposito. This is Texas Big Spenders A and so long, Saddle Pals. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. <laughs>